Monday, July 16, 2018. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly. I am coming to you from right here in the Mile High City. I am in Denver, Colorado. And you know, we are back again to discuss the world of sports with what we hope is a dose of common sense, maybe just a touch of sarcasm here or there. I hope that you enjoyed your weekend. I hope you're in decent shape as we get going on this week. I hope you're feeling okay. You never want to be trying to recover on your Monday from your Saturday and your Sunday because that just makes your Monday a little bit longer. Now, you might be sitting there and you might be thinking, yeah, maybe I am feeling rough today. Maybe I am feeling a little bit tired today. I want you to know we are coming back to work after being off for a while. I'll be honest. I got to see if I can remember how to do this whole thing again. Took a little bit of time off. Got a little bit of rest. Going to talk about that in just a minute. Going to try to make it through this Monday, though. Hey, if you'd like to contact the show, let us know maybe how you're feeling today. Feel free to hit us up on email. You can reach us at dailydosesports at gmail.com, or you can go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. Maybe you've got a comment. Maybe you've got a question. Maybe you have a list. Maybe you have an angle or even a sport that you would like us to discuss. Hey, feel free to hit us up. We would love to hear from you. Hey, today on the show, we are going to be recapping the weekend in sports. We always like to look at some of the things that we learned from the weekend in sports. Never want to just watch sports just as a moron and not pay attention and not glean anything from it. We always want to look at sports and say, okay, what can we pick up? What can we learn? What can we take from the things that we saw over the weekend in sports? Watched a lot of things over these past few days. Want to discuss a few of those things today on the show. So first and foremost, yes, we are back. Don't call it a comeback. Yes, we took a little summer vacation last week, but we're back. We've got new shows again every day for you. You know, we needed to get away. Had to take a little break, get some vacation time, got away with the family for a few days. Now, I hope that over the last week and a half or whatever that was, I hope you enjoyed the best of Daily Dose shows that we put up for you. Something a little bit older, maybe something we kind of flash back to and some different things that we played here on the show while we were out. But we are very, very happy to be back again and talk sports the way that we do here at The Dose. You know, I actually went out to Los Angeles for a week or so to visit some family out there. Had a great time. Usually go out there every year. Probably ate too much. Probably drank too much. But it was good. It was a fun time. I had a great time out there. Was out in Southern California actually for that heat wave that they had what was that, a week, two weeks ago? Did you see that? It was over 120 degrees where we were at. It sure is getting powerful warm in here. 120 degrees? I mean, just brutal heat. Like, can't take a breath kind of heat. And I know maybe out there they don't feel it as much, but to me, it felt like my shoes were actually melting into the pavement. It was hot. You didn't want to breathe. You just wanted to hold your breath. It was so hot. It felt like there were flames coming at you. Oh, I know. I know. But at least it's a dry heat. Yeah. You know what else is dry heat? Uh, From what I've heard, hell is a dry heat. (laughs) I don't know if people are waking up with the Prince of Darkness and saying, you know, this heat down here, it's just unbearable. But you know, the thing that really, really makes it worse is so humid. Like hot is hot. It doesn't matter. And I can't hang with heat. I am from Colorado. I am born, bred, raised in Colorado. That's what I know. Not that we don't get some heat here in the Rocky Mountain region. We get some, like in the summers. We get over 100, and that's hot to me. But 120? 120 degrees. 
if it hits 120 degrees in Colorado, like there's something going on. Something bad is happening. Either, I don't know, there's some global warming or a meteor has struck or John Elway has selected another quarterback in the first round and I'm sticking my head in the oven. It just doesn't get that hot here. I was hurting a little bit out there. I won't lie. Had a great time out there. It was all fun. Good times. Nice to relax and get away. But that heat was, it was a little bit much for me. I can't quite hang with that. You know, and Los Angeles, just in general, LA is an interesting place. It's crazy out there. And like I said, I usually do go out there every year, sometimes twice a year. And it's just kind of an interesting place. It's so busy. It's so congested. There's so many people out there. I come back to Colorado and I go, oh yeah, it's not quite as crowded as what it is out there. Like it's getting more and more crowded here in Denver, more and more traffic here in Denver. Go out to LA and you'll appreciate the traffic where you are because that's a whole different thing. There's just traffic every day, all the time. Pick a time of day. There's just so many people out there. Of course, while I was out there, a lot of people really, really excited about LeBron James coming to LA. Hey, it's understandable. I get it. LA fans are hoping, hoping like crazy that LeBron James can breathe some life into the Lakers because they haven't had much life to speak of lately. There has not been anything to be excited about if you are a Lakers fan since, what, Kobe Bryant? It's been a little bit. So they are looking at it and they're saying, hey, LeBron is going to bring some life here. But it was a little bit interesting to actually be out there and actually hear from Lakers fans, talk to some Lakers fans, and get their thoughts. Because here is a little secret about Los Angeles that a lot of people might not know. See, there is a significant contingent of sports fans in Los Angeles, you might not realize this, that hate LeBron James. What? You might not know that. They do. I've talked to them. I know them. I know a number of fans out there. They have hated LeBron James for years for a number of different reasons. They have not been LeBron fans. Some hate him because he's in the East. Hey, we hate the East. We're in the West. We hate him. Some hate LeBron James because a number of people in the sports media, a number of people just around, have elevated LeBron James up there with Michael Jordan. Hey, is LeBron better than Michael Jordan? He might be the greatest player who's ever played. And I know that a lot of Los Angeles fans look at that and go, wait a second. How in the world did LeBron James like hopscotch Magic and Kareem and Kobe with all those Eastern Conference titles, that's what put him ahead of those guys? I don't know how that works exactly. So there are a number of fans out in LA that don't like him for that reason. Some LA fans don't like him because of, remember that whole switching teams to Miami? And then he was kind of a jerk with the whole Pat Riley thing and him and Riles kind of had their beef. And they don't like that. A number of California fans have been hating him for the past few years because he's been facing the Golden State Warriors in the finals four years running, and they cheer for Golden State because, hey, it's still a California team, so we're cheering for Golden State, so we hate LeBron. We're not LeBron fans. Number of people in California have hated LeBron for years. But man, I'm just telling you this. I was just out there, and that stuff is all water under the bridge right now, let me tell you. I saw billboards. I saw jerseys. I saw hats, and I heard people saying, yes, the king is taking his rightful spot on the throne. Uh, really? Really? 
the king. He's the king now? Don't make me go back and find those tweets you posted like a month ago. Like, I don't have to dig very deep. I don't have to go back to like 2009. You were saying it like two weeks ago. LeBron James overrated. He's not better than Jordan. He's not even better than Magic and Kobe. I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm just saying you were just saying those things. You can't jump over to that bandwagon that quickly, can you? Now, understand this. It's not all LA fans. I spoke to some LA fans that were very much in the camp of, hey, I just hope he helps us win. But I still don't like him. I hope he helps the Lakers get back to what they used to be. But I'm kind of cautious about what he's going to bring to the table because there are certain aspects to LeBron James we don't like. I understand that. But when you see the mural going up in Los Angeles saying the king of Los Angeles, yeah, folks in LA are pretty excited. You go to a party, that's all anyone is talking about. Now, understand this, that mural apparently keeps getting vandalized. And no, I have no idea if Kobe Bryant is the one vandalizing it. I don't know that. I'm not going to comment on that. But still, the excitement in Los Angeles is palpable, which is kind of funny for a city, like I said, that was not the biggest group of LeBron James fans. They are starting to jump on board very, very quickly. I talk to people out there that are already looking for seats to the NBA Finals. And like I said before we went on break, take it easy. Take it just a little bit easy. That might not be how that goes. But now, we are back in Colorado. I'm seeing blue skies again. The air is clean. The water is not burning my skin. It is good to be back in Colorado. Had a great trip to Los Angeles. Enjoyed talking to Lakers fans out there and all the people that are excited about LeBron. And I get all that. Hey, if he was coming to Colorado, would my opinion of LeBron James change? No, but he's going to generate some excitement for the Nuggets had he come here. So I understand that aspect of it. You just might want to take it a little bit with a grain of salt. I don't know that I would be booking my trip to the finals just yet. Hey, we are happy to be back here doing this podcast thing. It is good to be back. We're going to try to see if we can still remember how to do a podcast. That's been, you know, a week and a half or so. So I'm a little bit out of practice, but I'm going to do my best to bring you a good show today. Hey, coming back, we are going to take a look at what we learned from the weekend in sports. You know, we've got a new World Cup champion. We've got a surprise Wimbledon champion. We have some interesting things taking place in the NBA, the NFL, and Major League Baseball. And you know, we did learn a few things this weekend. So let's jump into a few things that we did learn this weekend from sports. Because I did watch some World Cup soccer. And I learned that France was finally able to play up to their full potential and win their first World Cup title. Since 1998, they beat a very surprising Croatian team to win their second cup in World Cup history. You know, Croatia was scrappy. They were tough. They played hard. But they were just overmatched yesterday. And they basically would have had to play nearly a perfect game to beat France. And of course, that wasn't what happened. They had an own goal. They had a handball in the box that gave France a penalty kick You just can't have mistakes like that if you're a team like Croatia. Here is a clip of that handball and the resulting goal from Fox Sports. In swinger to Potato's deflection and Parishes. They're arguing for a handball, France. It's been given as a goal kick. That's a handball. Yep, penalty. Penalty for France, given via video assistant referee. Griezmann dances once again. France leads once again. You know, 
We actually had Big Rob on the show a few weeks back before the tournament started, and he called it then. He said, France is always talented enough to win the World Cup. They just don't always play up to their potential the last few times we've seen them go out there. Remember, they lost to eventual champion Germany back in 2014 in the quarterfinals. They couldn't even make it out of pool play in 2010. They lost to Italy in the finals in 2006 and in 2002 again. They couldn't get out of pool play. There's no question that France has talent. They always have talent. But this year, it was different because the talent actually produced. Hey, France was the most dominant team in this tournament. Once they got out of pool play, they went through Argentina, Uruguay, and Belgium to get to the finals and then went on to beat Croatia. Hey, it was an exciting World Cup tournament. I actually learned quite a bit from watching this tournament. I do like watching it every four years. No, I'm not a huge soccer guy, but I did learn a few things from watching this tournament. And you know, I want to talk a little bit more about some World Cup soccer later this week. I had a few things kind of cross my mind watching this tournament. But first and foremost, we learned France actually lived up to the potential. They actually did what they should do. They played as talented as they are. And as a result, France is the World Cup champions. Now, are you watching any of that NBA Summer League? It has kind of gotten popular in recent years as all of the teams play their games out in Las Vegas for a couple weeks. And we get to watch some of the rookies. We get to watch some of these young guys in their first action. I guess their first NBA action. It's not truly NBA, but whatever. Right now, the final four teams left in that summer league are Cleveland, the Lakers, Portland, and Memphis. So like, what does any of this mean? What does the summer league mean? Can we take anything from that? Can we learn anything from that? No, no, we can't. It means nothing. (laughs) I'm just telling you that. Honestly, summer league stuff means nothing. Here's a question for you. Do you have any idea who won the NBA summer league last year? Got a guess? Golden State? Maybe it was Boston? Maybe it was Cleveland? Who won it all last year? Oh yeah, it was the Los Angeles Lakers. Lonzo Ball was the league MVP. Kyle Kuzma won the championship MVP. And then the Lakers went out and went 35 and 47. Now, it's fun to see how the younger players look in the NBA Summer League, but don't go reading anything into that Summer League because it means nothing. Like most every other Summer League or like preseason games or any of that stuff, it's meaningless. I'm sorry, it's meaningless. You try to stay healthy. You can look at some individual players and kind of say, well, here's how their game's kind of translating. But other than that, you're playing with a bunch of guys that probably aren't going to be in the league. And you're playing against a bunch of guys that, again, probably aren't going to be in the league. By the way, last year, the NBA Summer League's leading scorer, Bryn Forbes. You know Bryn Forbes? Remember Bryn Forbes? I have no idea who Bryn Forbes even is. Who's he play for? Who's he play for? The Spurs? I don't know. I have no idea. He was the leading scorer. So if you're sitting there and you're saying, hey, you know, Cleveland might be better than we thought. Hey, the Lakers are pretty good. They're doing pretty well in this whole tournament. Slow down on NBA Summer League. It means nothing. So I'm just going to throw that out as things we didn't learn this weekend because there's nothing to learn from the NBA Summer League. But continuing with what we did learn, I learned that guard Isaiah Thomas, yeah, he made a huge mistake a few years ago. Remember back in 2016, 2017, remember Isaiah Thomas? Isaiah Thomas was tearing up the NBA. He was averaging almost 30 points a game playing for the Boston Celtics. 
Boston went to the NBA Conference Finals, and then Isaiah Thomas had that hip injury, and they had to shut him down. The Celtics went on to lose to the Cavaliers. That offseason, the Celtics traded Isaiah Thomas to Cleveland for Kyrie Irving. We know how that all went. But you know, Thomas never really recovered from that hip injury, and he continued to try to play through it. He was being a good soldier. He was doing what he could to help his new team. Meanwhile, his hip still wasn't right. His scoring dropped from 29 points a game to 15 points a game. And eventually, the Cavaliers would ship him off to the Lakers. And there was speculation that this offseason, maybe he could return to Boston as a free agent. Isaiah Thomas said, well, it's going to take a Brinks truck full of cash to get me to go back to Boston. He had some hard feelings about being dealt the first time. Understandably so. Well, on Friday, Isaiah Thomas agreed to sign a free agent contract with the Denver Nuggets. And yeah, I've got some bad news because it wasn't for a Brinks truck full of money. It was for a minimum deal of $200,000 for one year. And he's probably going to have to come off the bench in Denver. I don't think he can start here. But I think he can come off the bench and maybe he comes out and proves, hey, you guys, I can still play this game. I can still play at a decent level. And then maybe next year... He can get a better contract. I don't know. I genuinely feel bad for Isaiah. I really do. He tried to be a team guy. He tried to do his best and just play despite the injury. It cost him a ton of money. He made a huge mistake trying to play through that hip injury. I'm sorry. I I hate to say that, but he really did because he wasn't healthy and it has cost him a ton of money. Meanwhile, now the Denver Nuggets have Isaiah Thomas who apparently can barely walk, I don't know, and new draft pick Michael Porter, who can't, I don't think, walk at all. Strong offseason for the Nuggets. If either of these guys can actually get out of a chair, hey, they may have really gotten a steal, but we're not quite sure if either one of them can walk yet. So we have to kind of hold up on if the Denver Nuggets are true winners in this offseason just yet. They got two guys that not real sure about their health. Did learn that this weekend. You know, Wimbledon did wrap up this weekend, and no, I didn't watch a whole bunch of it. We saw Novak Djokovic win the men's single title for the fourth time. He beat Kevin Anderson in straight sets. But you know, the bigger story and the thing that we might have learned from Wimbledon this year was on the women's side. And we learned that Cinderella stories do still exist. It just might not have been the story we were all thinking we wanted to see. Because Serena Williams, of course, is back after having her daughter. She rolled all the way to the finals behind that serve, which is still probably the nastiest in the sport. She gets to the finals. She faces Angelique Kerber, who is probably the best in the world right now, returning those serves. And it was Kerber that actually proved to be the surprise. It was Kerber that was the Cinderella story. It was Kerber that beat Serena 6-3-6-3. It wasn't the story we thought we were going to get. But it had to be kind of a fairy tale for Angelique Kerber. She beats a 23-time Grand Slam champion. Now, maybe, and I'm hoping, just maybe, this could end up being a decent rivalry for the next few years. The one thing that I think Serena Williams' career has suffered from, she has never really had that great other player to face. We've always kind of looked at it and said, well, yeah, she's plowing through everybody, but she doesn't have that much competition. I don't know. Angelique Kerber's pretty talented. She's a pretty good defensive player. Maybe she could be that rival to Serena Williams, at least for the next year or two. Wouldn't be a bad thing for the sports. Tennis doesn't have a whole lot of drama around it right now. They could use a good rivalry over there. Switching over to Major League Baseball, we learned that the St. Louis Cardinals 
Yeah, they're starting to mash that panic button, and they probably should. The Cardinals fired manager Mike Matheny on Saturday night after an 8-2 loss to the Cincinnati Reds. That drops them to 47-46 and on the season. That's just barely over 500. Now, Matheny went 591 and 474 with the Cardinals. He led them to the postseason from 2012 to 2015. They did go to the World Series where they lost to the Boston Red Sox in 2013. That's not good enough for Cardinals management. Now, do the Cardinals truly have the talent to compete against the big dogs? I don't know. Probably not. Do they really match up well with a team like the Cubs or the Dodgers? No, I don't think they do. But hey, let's be real clear about one thing. Management isn't going to take the blame. So they're going to fire the manager. And then what they're going to do is they're going to say things like, well, there were some problems in the locker room. He was losing the locker room and maybe he was, I don't know. And then they're going to say things like, we're going to go look and get a better manager. You know what? We're going to look at guys like Joe Girardi. We might even look at former Cardinal Willie McGee or even Mark McGuire. And then the fans look around and go, oh yeah, that would be awesome. Can you imagine if we got one of those guys as our new manager? Hey, good riddance. See you later, Matheny. Meanwhile, the talent on the team isn't changing one bit. Now, we're going to see if the Cardinals can get this turned around. Right now, they're seven and a half games out of first in the NL Central. And even that wild card, yeah, that's looking like wishful thinking for St. Louis. But hey, management did what management usually does. They bought themselves some more time by firing Mike Matheny. Now they can say things. Like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to try to find the best managerial candidate that we can find to put us back in a position where we can get back to winning titles. That's what we want to do here in St. Louis. We want to win titles. We don't want to hurry through this process. We're going to take our time. We're going to look at all available options. Yeah, and you know what that does? That gets the front office a few more years. That's just how this works. We see it in sports all the time. The front office is not going to take the blame for not getting as much talent as what other teams may have. And then they'll fire the manager and say, hey, he just wasn't getting it done. It wasn't our fault. It wasn't our fault. It was his fault. If he would have done a better job, we would have been winning some games. We see it all the time and we saw it again. Hey, coming back, we are going to finish up what we learned from the weekend in sports. We did see a few moves taking place in the NFL. And who was the best college athletic program in the country last year? You might be a little bit surprised, at least according to some new rankings that came out. Just a quick reminder, if you do have any shopping that you need to do, you might want to head over to LootCrate.com forward slash Daily Dose where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles that feature your favorite TV shows, your favorite movies, and your favorite video games. July's Loot Crate theme is out. It is called Team Up, and it features items from Ant-Man vs. Wasp, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Adventure Time. And it doesn't have just one, it's got two t-shirts in it. The best part, of course, about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out, make sure that you type Daily Dose in the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order just as a little thank you for listening to the Daily Dose, which we do appreciate so much. We've got to continue right now with what we learned from the weekend in sports. And I want to discuss a little bit of NFL because, you know, The NFL is starting to show up in the news more and more, and it's just going to continue. Do you realize NFL training camps are set to begin opening as early as this week? Yes, the NFL is coming, folks, and it is coming 
very, very quickly. We're going to have training camp stuff going very, very soon. No, I'm not going to talk about the injuries we know are coming. I know those are coming, but the NFL is coming quickly. Over the weekend, we learned in the NFL that if your team needs a free agent running back, yeah, good luck. Because DeMarco Murray announced he is retiring from football effective immediately after seven years playing in the NFL. Remember, DeMarco Murray is just three years removed from being named the AP Offensive Player of the Year when he had over 2,000 yards from scrimmage for the Dallas Cowboys. But that is the life of an NFL running back. You get hit on every single play. Whether or not you get the ball, that makes no difference. You're still going to get hit. Best case scenario for running backs these days? Maybe you last five, six, seven years. That's it. And that is why it is such a risk to draft a running back with a high pick. Now think of the high picks we have seen lately. Saquon Barkley, Rashad Penny, Sony Michelle, they were all taken in the first round this year. But even before that, Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, Doug Martin, all of those running backs were taken with first round picks. Now I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. Sometimes those players are so talented. Hey, we're going to take a chance. If he gives us five, six, seven years, that's going to be worth it. But you have to know this. Statistically, there is a big risk. They are not going to last. Out of those backs I just named, and I just named some good ones, some of those running backs are going to be done in two or three years already. If history holds up, and it usually does. Meanwhile, we look around the league this year. The free agent running back pool Yeah, it just gets a little thinner, and it was already a little undernourished. So now, with DeMarco Murray out of the running, with him off the table, let's just say your NFL team needs to pick up a runner. Maybe they need some depth. Maybe they had an injury. Maybe they need a veteran. Yeah, good luck. Because with Murray out of the picture, who are the best runners available? Alfred Morris? Or I guess you could go get Adrian Peterson or Jamal Charles. Shane Vereen, anyone? Yeah, you see what I mean? There's not a starter out there. We learned that the running back pool this weekend got a little bit smaller with DeMarco Murray calling it quits. Speaking of running backs, it is going to be interesting to keep an eye on a story today. Don't forget that the Pittsburgh Steelers and Le'Veon Bell are still trying to agree on a long-term deal. It's got to be done by 4 o'clock p.m. today if no agreement is reached. Bell's going to have to play under that franchise tag again. He's already said he's not going to do any preseason activities. He's not going to go to training camp. He's not doing any of that stuff. And then we're going to probably be going through this again next year. Now, it sounded like Bell and the Steelers were getting close to a deal on Friday. And then suddenly Le'Veon said, no, I don't think this is going to work. We're going to have to see if something gets done today. If not, that's going to get real, real interesting out in Pittsburgh. Finally, if I were to ask you, Which college athletic program had the best season this past year? Who would you say it was? A couple teams out there that you might think of. Maybe it was Alabama. I mean, they won the college football championship, right? But they didn't come out on top in this poll. They came in second. What about Villanova? Villanova looks like they've got the best college basketball program going in the country right now. They didn't even make the list. They didn't even make the top 120. So this weekend, we learned... That winning titles in college sports, it's apparently pretty overrated because according to a ranking released by CBS Sports, they didn't have either one of those winners as the top team in college athletics. 
they put together a different sort of list to try to rate the best overall athletic program this past season. And CBS Sports says it was the Ohio State Buckeyes who were the best athletic program in the country, even though they didn't win a title this year. So what CBS Sports did, they rated every FBS school in three sports, football, men's basketball, and women's basketball. And then you could grab two wild card sports among the school's most successful sports. So baseball, softball, volleyball, soccer, gymnastics, lacrosse, hockey, and wrestling. And according to this ranking that CBS Sports released, it was Ohio State at number one. Alabama came in at number two. Oklahoma was three, Michigan was four, and the Duke Blue Devils came in at number five. So what we learned this weekend, hey, you don't have to win championships in athletics to be considered a great athletic program. That stuff's overrated. Ohio State was the best program in the country, so you didn't win a title. You won the thing that everyone really wants, didn't you? You got recognition from CBS Sports. Yes, Finally, you got the big one, Ohio. O-H-I-O, go Buckeyes. You win the coveted CBS Sports Best Athletic Program. Eh, Despite the fact you didn't actually win anything on the playing surface. Don't worry about that stuff. That's just details. We don't have to bring that up. You won the most important title that's out there. Hey, we've got a very interesting week for you here at the Daily Dose. Tomorrow, we are going to be discussing some of the NBA offseason moves that have taken place. I want to take a look at a few teams around the league. We do have a number of other things for you this week. I want to talk some baseball, and we do want to talk a little NFL as well. I have to say thank you all so much for listening to the Daily Dose on your Monday. For all of you that share the show, that send it to your friends, your coworkers, your family, it is very, very appreciated. If you're not subscribed to The Dose wherever you listen, please be sure you click that little subscribe or follow button so that you make sure you don't miss a single episode. Have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a wonderful Monday.